the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And fellas, we are back for another week. RDT, Banks, myself, Taylor Smythe, talking some Baltimore sports as we always do. And guys, last week, you know, a lot of the discussion was Ravens postmortem, you know, what's going to happen with this team, what's going to happen with Greg Roman. I think that it was really productive discussion. I enjoyed what we talked about. I hope the listeners did as well. A week later, we we knew this DaCosta um, Harbaugh press conference was coming. We previewed it. I think our general consensus was this is going to be a rally the troops, united front situation, say all the right things, endorse Lamar. You're calling timeout on me. I'm calling timeout. I'm realizing we usually just kind of – touch base on what we're going to talk about before a lot of these podcasts. Sometimes we don't. Um, it just occurred to me that the Greg Roman quote unquote parting of ways was after we recorded last week too. Yes, it was. So, I was, yeah, yeah. we were going to get to that for sure. I think that we talked about that presser and we thought that maybe Greg Roman would get addressed directly in that presser, the status. We didn't need it to though, because whatever, two and a half hours, three hours before, the Ravens release a statement from John Harbaugh that didn't like announce the like it announced the firing, but didn't say he was fired. And then um, Roman announced from his agency that he was parting ways. And then we get to the I don't think that sort of felt like that how that was going to happen. They weren't going to like, you know, go up there and be like, Roman's gone. And then they go up for, you know, an hour, however long that went, maybe less and did everything we said they were going to do. I mean, they put on a masterclass, and I think it was an absolute PR masterclass from the uh, two guys that do an amazing job at those when they would like to, um, of saying all the right things about Lamar Jackson, all the right things about their intention to build a Super Bowl championship roster next year, um, and the ov- and a positive spin on the overall direction of the team. And I think people were very satisfied by it, and rightfully so. They said all the right things. And then all the columns written, I think, you know, I'll go to Zaribek because that's the one that comes to mind. His head, and I have it in front of me. His headline is Ravens, John Harbaugh, and Eric DaCosta said what needed to be said. That's only a start. Perfect way. To, that pretty much sums it up in a headline. You don't even really need to read the column. It's a good column. You should read it. But that pretty much is what it is. They said all the things that they needed to say, declared their intention to keep Lamar Jackson, admitted that the negotiations were tough because of the status of how Lamar negotiates. And we headed on our merry way in speculation of who the next offensive coordinator was going to be. They said there was going to be input from Lamar on the offensive coordinator. An interesting little nugget as well. Now, we don't really, you know, candidates are coming out of who the Ravens are going to interview. I don't think we think it makes sense to get in the weeds on those names um, at this point. But overall, I would say that the fan base's opinion of what's going on is definitely better than it was when we recorded this time last week. Would you not agree, Banks? Totally agree. I mean, we we pretty much called the shot last week, like in terms of the messaging that they were going to come out with, that they were going to throw their weight behind Lamar Jackson and say all the things like, oh, we intend to keep him. We intend to negotiate with him. We expect him to be our quarterback week one next week. It's stuff that they have to say, whether it's true or not. They have to protect their asset, whether that be, you know, they're not just going to come out and say, well, we don't know. There's a lot of unknown. Maybe he's our quarterback. Maybe he's not like, that's just one of those things where you have to be behind a guy until you're not. And I knowing what I know and and then watching that, 
I'd be lying to say if I didn't at least believe it a little more that they actually do intend to keep him. I'm kind yep. of, I kind of said last week that my my brain was at like 25%, but my heart's at like 35, 40%. That press conference moved me right around the coin flip range um, in terms of what's going to happen here. Um, I am convinced, and I wrote a blog about it, and I can't remember if it was before the podcast last week or not. I don't think it was. But extension or trade, those are the only two options. There cannot be another whole merry-go-round and unknowns. Um, we can't live in the limbo that we did this past two years, really. It was two years. Um, it's just it just can't continue. So um I am hoping that there's just like everyone I think we that said it on the podcast, and that's what you had said. It was like Yeah, we said on the podcast be... you wrote the blog. Sure. Yeah. I mean it's oh, just sorry. echoing the sentiment, but um yeah, I the press conference was like like you said, it was a master class. It was energetic um it recognized some things that weren't going so well obviously greg roman being out of the picture is one of them um eric DaCosta and john harbaugh both i think stated the emphasis on improving the wide receiver room and that's going to go a little bit hand in hand with this offensive coordinator hire and what they want to try to build from there and i'm excited uh you know by the idea of Lamar Jackson still being here and being a quarterback in something different and just seeing what he can do. I mean, there were people out here, um, a lot of people just characterizing what the Ravens might be able to do with Lamar Jackson in terms of like an offensive system. Um, And people were, you know, some of the (laughs) more well-read minds here, you know, the better football minds were quick to point out that Lamar played in a pro-style offense at Louisville, Bobby Petrino runs pro style offense. So, um, if anything, Lamar played a little bit out of his comfort zone to start his career than what he was used to before. So, um, whether or not he actually has input on the offensive coordinator hire, that's one of those bones that you just kind of throw your quarterback in a press conference. And I'm sure they will ask him, um, and they'll take his input. And I'm sure it may be weighed a little bit, but by no means is Lamar going to be sitting here in interviews saying yes or no. He's not, it's not going to be like gladiator, you know, where he's doing the thumbs up and thumbs down on guys. I, going back to, you said the press conference real quick, the, the 200%, you know, what, what was that? He said, Lamar is going to be here 200% or we like 200% we want him here. What was that? We 200% want him here, I believe. And it wasn't a, and when it was like, will people, Lamar, yeah. And they also said, like, like, will Lamar be the starting quarterback week one? He was like, I see no reason why he wouldn't be, I think was the quote, if I get it, if I remember correctly. And like, people obviously, I mean, that's what you wanted to hear, but that's, he, he was always going to say that. He was always going to, there's, because if he, he said at any at any point, like, well, I don't know. That's when everything goes goes nuts. And everybody, of course, he's gonna say that. Like, yes, they want Lamar here. But so like when I saw people, people were celebrating that, being like, look, he's gonna be here. And it's like, I I don't I don't think that necessarily means that like a deal, you know, a deal's gonna get done. Again, that's what he has to say. That's what he was always gonna say, regardless of of where they are right now in the situation. So yeah, I, I was just like, all right, I don't you're kind of some people may be getting set up for heartbreak. You know, it's like you got to kind of understand the press conference. It's all one big PR thing. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. To me, it's been a coin flip for a month and it continues to be a coin flip. And the other thing the Ravens have to do 
when they talk is they have to protect the asset on the trade block. So you can't come out and have there be any thought that you're going to, you know, you're not confident in his ability to be healthy, your ability to resign him, all these things, because if you have to deal him, you have to act like everything is hunky dory in terms of dealing with Lamar and all those different things. And hopefully they are. But even if they aren't, that's what you're going to say. Unless things are so bad that you just want to get them out. There's just no way the Ravens are going to do that. I mean, that was a well put together, buttoned up, per- perfection job of what they did. I mean, I think I texted you guys and I was like, we got this exactly right. This is exactly what was going to happen. There's just no way these guys were going to come out, you know, and not do this. They get rid of Roman. And, and the getting rid of Roman was the thing that I think, you know, all the Lamar stuff made people happy. I think the Roman parting of ways was the thing that made that day for a lot of the hardcore fans and some of even the casuals obviously um who who wanted him out and so that placates your fan base and then you do a great job as those guys do um they're two sharp guys they've won a lot of football games they've run a very successful organization um and so there was no doubt they were going to do that and now we just wait i mean now there's really nothing to say i i can't imagine we're going to hear much from these guys publicly and I we continue except for the tweets we haven't heard a lot from Lamar people like to hyper analyze his like you know people late to the game were hyper analyzing his like no Twitter profile picture he's had that for a month or whatever it is um he posted the story on the on the Instagram just I don't if you're this to me if you're someone that's followed college sports recruiting where everything gets read into too much don't take that bait on the Lamar Jackson free agency like none of that stuff matters like the stuff he does on social media just doesn't matter it's fun to like do whatever, but he does a ton of stuff on social media and he probably likes to do a little trolling, whatever. So that doesn't matter. But now we just wait. Like there's really nothing. I don't think there's gonna be a lot to say about this for a while. And except for the offensive coordinator hire, which you would think would happen pretty soon. Um, because if you're giving him input, you want, you know, that to be a part, but we shall see. I mean, they, they don't have to rush it. They can wait. And I'm sure they'll, they've, you know, we've seen general names coming out. I think like five or six interviews. I'm sure they'll go through a lot of people over the next, week i might be saying quick i don't think it's gonna happen this week like bring guys on and whatever so um the ravens did exactly what they needed to do it was impressive and now we see if they resign this guy and we see if lamar jackson says anything i can't imagine he will so we shall see and if he does we sh- we will talk about it but um yeah you, you know you talked about the other some of the auxiliary stuff banks like the wide receiver position i think that i mean i don't know what else eric Tocasso would have said i mean mm-hmm. He took some accountability. They the were fact very explicit, like about we, they were almost like running through position groups, like vocally, just kind of like racking their brain. And they're like offensive line, like we're gonna have a ton of guys back. We're gonna have a ton of guys back here. We're gonna have a ton of guys back here. I receive room. That might be a whole new room. Like he was very explicit about the fact that it's gonna be, you know, a lot of turnover in that particular position, and then not much turnover anywhere else, which is just feeds back into my feelings. Um when we resign, we extended Roquan Smith and all those types of things. Like we're set up to continue to contend and that's hopefully with Lamar Jackson. But if it's not, so be it. We got to move forward and we've got a great roster and I'm excited about it. And so is John Harbaugh. You could, you could feel that energy from him. So. And that was one of the things I was going to say, like we, we commented on a little bit. It was a little concerning, like Harbaugh's energy at some of the media availabilities for the last four to six weeks have been noticeably different from his normal, very assured, confident, you know, whatever, not, not necessarily at the post games, but at some of like the midweeks when he's just getting tired of Lamar questions. And I'm sure he's beaten down by some of the injury situations. That was the John Harbaugh that 
we've come accustomed to at that presser. Confident in his abilities, confident in the abilities of the organization, confident in the roster they're constructing and his ability to help them win. And that was nice to see because I don't think, you know, we had talked about the pie in the sky possibility that maybe he moves on or they move on from him. Pretty clear that we are status quo head coach GM with a confident owner and owner that trusts them over the top. And ultimately, that's stability you want. And I know there are some fans out there that want Harbaugh gone. I'm not one of those. I, I think that he's a guy that can lead you to a Super Bowl and has shown the ability to have, and he just got to get the offensive coordinator higher, right? I mean, that's his biggest thing. And he's got to figure out who his quarterback is. A lot of the rest of the roster is in a good position. So um, it was nice to have some positive Ravens discussion. And you hope that propels them into an off season that sees them take some of the steps to get to the point where, you know, they're playing on this weekend next year instead of Kansas city and Cincinnati. So. I do think that, the angry mob kind of fire Harbaugh, get rid of everybody, clean the house. That obviously after the 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 Cincinnati game, people are pissed and all that. And I again, I think that's their natural reaction is to go to that. But it's definitely seemed like it's calmed down, and that was more of a spur of the moment. Like uh, I'm I'm mad, I'm angry. We have to change something. And then it's like, all right, you sleep on it for two days, and then again, you kind of come back down to earth, and you're like, well, they got their big W. You're not. You're not. You're not going to do anything, you know. Greg Greg Roman was always the the game for them. I mean, that was oh, the yeah, only oh yeah. I mean, sacrificial. He was a sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it did have to be done quite literally, but um, from just a public perception standpoint, that was the biggest bone that they could throw the the public at this point. Yeah, and, and as we said, as we said, that was the move that was going to be made. I mean, it was pretty clear that that was happening. So you you have that happen, and now you kind of move forward. Um, not a, not a ton else to really talk. I mean, it was, it was sort of the Lamar and the Greg Roman. Um, did you, did you see, did you, did you see this? The, uh, the Ravens picked up Lamar Jackson's cousin off a waiver. Ah, yes. Yes. You know, you know what that, you know what that reminds me of? The White Sox signing Yonder Alonso Alonso. because he's Manny Machado's uh, brother-in-law. Yeah. That's, that was like, I was shocked at the amount of legs that that thing had. Like every beat reporter was like, I mean, we're getting videos from the the Vegas game this season opener a couple years ago of them trading jerseys, being like, "Look, they're cousins." It's like, <laughs> who who cares? That doesn't doesn't fucking matter. This doesn't nothing about this signing matters. So I don't know. That that was bizarre. How much I, that just shows you again. It's the off season, and there isn't much to talk about now. So that's that's how I knew. Like, oh, guys have to fill their quota with Raven stuff. So. Yeah, good for his cousin for getting signed. I think it means it's a, it done I, it's a done deal. No, it's a done deal. I will it's say, I will say, PFT's tweets where he's just tweeting out Lamar in commander's jerseys every day, going, Is this real? That cracked. That's I don't find it particularly funny. <laughs> At least they look good, they're really well done. Uh, Photoshop, so very realistic, sure. Um, I think we could do some more once we get towards some of the free agency. You know, obviously there's some decisions the Ravens are going to have to make. Uh, Marcus Peters is a free agent. Um, you know, Chuck Clark going to the last season of his deal. What do they do with him? Um, Lottie, da da da. We we can we can go into some of those as we head deeper into the off season. But I don't think there's like a ton of things to say about those guys right now. No picks. Um, we only have five picks. I don't yeah. know what to do with my hands. So, yeah, and it makes you wonder, will the – I mean, obviously, if the Lamar trade happens, they're going to have a million picks. But 
will they will they look around and try to accumulate some more picks with some of the veteran guys that maybe they don't want to like a Chuck Clark going into last year of his deal. Maybe that's a guy they trade, but he was essential to the team this year and their ability to move Kyle Hamilton around. So doesn't feels like they want to try to bring him back, but that could be a, a restructure type of deal. Um, <laughs> the other thing is DeCosta didn't, didn't, um, didn't, I believe didn't commit to picking up Patrick Queens fifth year option. So See what happens there as well. I think that's a big time yet to be seen type of situation. <clears throat> um, I think that's I don't, they have until they have until they have until May first, so it's not as if they needed to make that decision now. Possibly I have trade. no idea. Right, I have no idea if this is along the lines of what he's thinking or what he's going to do. I have no information on that front, but I'm curious after what they did with Hollywood last year, in which they gave him more of a vote of confidence than they did Patrick Queen at the same press conference. Uh, but then they turned around and traded him with, you know, seemingly out of nowhere. And I, I'm curious if there's some sort of organizational philosophy or like a, a kind of like a thought process to trade some of these guys um, after their third year before you have to exercise that fifth year option. Like if that's just like a window of opportunity to shop guys that you're kind of like, nah, I'm not sure on, but if somebody else is sure on them, we'll take a first rounder for them, you know, like things like that. So I don't know. Just something to be on our toes about. I wouldn't be shocked if Patrick Queen got moved, but I wouldn't be shocked if he got got the option picked up either. It's it's very like New England Patriots, Tampa Bay Rays kind of thinking again, where it's like you want right. to you almost would rather move on or get rid of a guy not too soon, but again early enough in a deal like that. Yeah, which here's a dumb here's a dumb question that isn't the white right way to frame it, but it's fun sports talk radio. Would you rather have Tyler Linderbaum or Marquise Brown? For one year, for the next five, ten years? Just in general. Would you have rather had Marquise Hollywood Brown on this team or Tyler Linderbaum? And you would have had to extend Hollywood, so he would have been a guy, a part of your future plans at that that's, point. That's where I that's where I, I balk. Yeah, because if you don't trade him, you extend him. You pick up a fifth-year option, then you either extend him or he walks, and you, you I get mean, a comp pick maybe. There's no question that we could have used him this year. I mean, does he get injured in the same way he got in Arizona? I mean, well, that's that he, yeah. He wasn't injured the whole yeah, year, but there were pockets, yeah, the same pockets I mean, he had here in Baltimore. Year after year, this is the same thing that happens. So you almost – Linderbaum, very durable, seemingly going to be a guy that anchors the middle of your offensive line. Wow. I think the, the, the funny part is I think at the beginning of the year, there was this like panic at certain points about both Hamilton and Linderbaum. By the end of the year, both those guys were rock solid. So – Feels like they hit on both those at this point. Yeah, yeah I mean, they were that. both named to the the rookie the uh that was it the um PF was it PFF all rookie team PFWA or whatever yeah National which... Football Writers Association yeah yeah here's let's I just think... do good yeah both of them got I was gonna I, say Ham- had... Hamilton graded out as like the number one safety. I'll give you. We'll do a little fun exercise and we'll move it on to the Orioles. Um, Linderbaum. So we'll go through the draft after year one. Linderbaum. I think we think that's a hit. Kyle Hamilton, I think we think that's a hit. Ajabo, jury's still out. Can't really make a grade there. Although, would have been nice maybe this year to have had a second-round pick that could have contributed, but we'll see. Maybe that ends up being right, the right thing to do. Any any different of opinion there? Uh, no, I, I'm – of course, jury's still out there, and I'm excited to see what he's got, you know? Travis, I don't think Travis that, Jones? I don't 
I, that's a good pick, good timing for when we have him. I mean, we got Michael Pierce that could be a, a cap casualty this year. And, you know, the fact that Jones has played well kind of lends to the idea that that was a good, well-timed pick there. Valele. Meh. Jalen Armour Davis. We'll see what he does. You know, he played okay when he played. Cole, Kohler. Barely played. Barely played. Another guy we'll see. Jordan Stout. From what I read, he was pretty much league average. I feel yep. like he was short. Leaving some of those pooches a little short. Too many fair catches at the 12 as opposed to the 8. I don't know. Yeah. We're trying to analyze a punter here. I mean. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. If it's not, if he's not woefully bad, it's sort of hard to. Um, yeah. Isaiah Likely. Hit. I mean, that's a great pick. Uh, Pepe Williams. To be determined. And then Tyler Beatty, they released. So those are your Ravens picks. Feels like a pretty good draft moving forward to me. I, I would definitely agree. So I know people are, now we'll see what happens with with the draft before where OA, I think the jury continues to bet on whether he's good. Um, all right. Uh, Baltimore Orioles. John Angelos didn't say anything bad this week, it feels like. So it feels like we're in a good spot there. Well, well, there's no, stuff you today. Must, you must admit, yeah, that news about how. I didn't well, see Lou, all of that. I will be honest, I did not see all of that today. Lou just came out and basically said the mom and John uh, have drained one of Peter's bank accounts that was up over $65 million. And now it has about four hundred grand in it. So... <laughs> Again, it's just more like... But here's the thing. I mean, I don't want to get into legal use here because I really don't know. But, like, do we... Like, who who knows who controls that money? Like, maybe they just control that money. I think they said there was, like, money was taken out to buy a house in Saratoga Springs where John happens to live and has, like, a new house and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm also kind of just like, well, I guess they can do it. It's not like it was the Orioles bank account. It was Peter's. I don't know. It's again, it's all just so fucking messy. And like, this is turning very Redskins football team commander ish. Like, this is the stuff that I don't want to have start have happening where it's like every week of something else is leaking out from the lawsuit. And I, I kind of do. And I, I kind of am like, oh, OK, maybe. Like maybe MLB will kind of just be like, hey, guys, cut this shit out. Like, you, you, all right, now we're going to start. You know what? I'm going to spank both you guys, put you in timeout. We're going to look. We're going to make you. We're going to force you guys to sell. So I don't know. I mean, I think once the I money think stuff until starts getting in, I, it's just it's. Yeah, I think for base. Sorry, I think for baseball, it's got to become much more of a national story for them to really do a lot because right now this is very localized like you're not mm -hmm. seeing any the Orioles you know no disrespect and this is our team we love them are not relevant enough nationally to like garner a ton of coverage based on this story unless something like super juicy comes out that gets a lot of headlines it gets on the blogs right now this is like seems like a very you know I don't want to say run of the mill because we're about millions and millions of dollars but you know this is a family squabble that it you know is among a family that I would say the public perception of is not sensational. So everyone's just like, shut up, let's get to baseball. To me, that is, I think, what's going to yeah. happen here. If if the and here's the thing, like for John Angelos, if the product on the field is good, not that it necessarily matters what the quarter public opinion says, but no matter what Lou Angelos says, everyone's going to love him if the team is good. I mean, that's just the bottom mm -hmm. line. And if they, if all this stays away from the baseball operation side of things, 
that's sort of like what we said before. It's like it will kind of go away. But I don't think I think you're right. I don't think this is going to go because at various times they're going to want to try to do the PR battle and the other side is going to leak little things and whatever. I, I I don't have a ton of like ton to say about it. Yeah, I mean, there isn't a there isn't a lot to say. It's just like, again, I just don't want it to get to be a thing where it's every week. Some bullshit is coming out and the banners writing about it and the sun's writing about it and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like because, you know, and you know, I mean, now you still have the reporters talking about how. It's been over a week and Angelo still hasn't invited them back to the warehouse to look at financials after he said it last week. So people were having fun with that one. Um, Show us your tax returns. Yeah, like it's I tweeted to him on Monday. I said, Mr. Angelos, I'm out front. They won't let me in. I have my calculator in my notebook. Like, can you come? Can you come unlock the door? And I don't know. I did find out that John Angelos, wife follows me on Twitter. I had no idea. So maybe we'll slide into those DMs. Um, Should we mediate yeah. the dispute on this podcast? Oh, yeah, we could. That would be great. I mean, hey, if open invite to John Angelos if he wants to come on and Lou. Both of them. We, we would love to have them on. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, the big my big takeaway from this week was the Orioles are sticking with Pepsi, and that fucking sucks. Uh, you're very deep into this, um, this concessions thing. So the Orioles changed their concession provider is now Levy Restaurants. And I can't tell you what that's going to change about the Orioles concessions other than Boogs and Jimmy's are staying. So if you were worried about that, they are both there. I'm sure it will change some things. I don't know what it will change. I don't know if you've looked deeply into the concessions aspect of this RDC. Maybe you have. So when I worked for the restaurant at FedEx Field, Levy runs FedEx Field. So I know how they run all their shit. Okay. And it's I mean, it's whatever. Again, their food is whatever. I don't know how what it's going to change or anything, but I think it's going to be more just I think it's going to be your, your average run of the mill food. Um, they do but, food yeah, at I, I Wrigley mean, Dodger Stadium and Nats Park, which others. again is like, I mean, we've heard from Brian the review on the Dodger Dogs, and trash, trash. That did not thrill me. That did not thrill me at all. So, if I can get a quality hot dog, I'm fine with it. But again, Jimmy's is staying. That's fine. Um, the tourists will go to Boogs and you know get their overpriced you know lunch meat, and we'll go from there. But. I just I'm I'm very jealous of the offseason that the Cubs are having just because they signed Trey and they announced today they had a promo video for them announcing that they were gonna that they were having Coke this year. Like a full I saw like, that. I saw well oh, you awesome. quote tweeted, that's why it was I saw it. Awesome. Yeah. It was so good. And I'm just like, they're having a great offseason. Like I grade their offseason in A just because of those two moves right there. Other than that, um, Adley came out. MLB came out with a great Adley video today that I'll talk about probably a little more. There's also a thought that they could potentially bring back Natty Bo as a part of this, which I don't believe has been at the stadium for a while. I yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the deal is with that. I mean, if they want to, sure. Again, I'll drink it at Pickles for two fifty before I go. Yeah, in the that's game, that's but... the thing. I mean, you can just get it at a bar around. And then yeah, I'm not going to buy it for eleven dollars inside. Yeah, like yeah. And you can still bring all your you can still bring your food in at Camden Yards, which is a yeah something you can't do everywhere. So they've kept that. I did see so, they, somebody tweeted, it may have been Conley or something, and he was like, "As long as it's like responsible." So like, I was like, "What is like? Can we not bring a party sub from Subway in or something like that?" Like, I've seen people legitimately order pizza to the gate and bring that in. Like, is that okay? Maybe did they, sure. Maybe I, didn't someone bring that. like spaghetti? Wasn't there a spaghetti situation <laughs> a couple years ago? In a bag, in a bag. Yeah, they brought I it in a bag. bag. 
Not the craziest um, thing. I this is we gonna sound. I feel like when I go to Camden when I go to Camden Yards, I don't get a lot of concessions. I feel like I don't know why that's the case. I just uh, don't end up like like I don't even know what the Camden Yards hot dog. It was obviously SK for a long time, but I don't know like what a Camden Yard hot dog even tastes like right now. Oh, it was um because I'm always getting food beforehand and then just going to the game yeah, and drinking. I always get food before or I'll eat like I'll eat before the game starts and then once yeah, I, so I'll get popcorn rarely or something do I, like yeah. that. And then if I go, I'll get peanut yeah, like peanuts. Like I re- yeah. so rarely get food there. Um, but yeah. the concessions are, are different. Yeah, you're right. They have the, the Adley video and uh, which again, I don't know if you guys you guys have never watched. I think you should leave. I'm assuming. <clears throat> I've not. You love that seasons. show. Oh, it's it's my it's fantastic. It's a good show it's that people suck off too hard. No, it's very good. Wow. Wow. Right. You guys want to go back and this forth on this a little bit? Do a it's little just debate? it's just people just kind of drive it into the ground where it just kind of ruins it for me a little bit. Guilty. I it makes up. RDT my, definitely like, tweets about it a lot at times. Face. It's funny. It's I one mean, of those shows where I'll turn it on and I'll I'll binge watch two two seasons in in an afternoon just but just having it on. There just are like I feel like the skits are like a 50-50 proposition. Mm-hmm. And the good mm-hmm. ones are good, and the bad ones are kind of like meh. Like uh, that one's just, you know, a little, <laughs> little too weird or a little too meh. It's so funny. I love it. I love it. Taylor, you you can uh, watch it after you watch the water. I'll probably just watch the West Wing again. If I'm being honest, maybe the OC, maybe Friday Night Lights. I just finished the first season of White Lotus. Have you guys watched that? Nope. It was good. It was good. Gonna watch the second season. Guys. I mean that's a trendy right. show. What do you want from me? I mean we it was we watched it was good. Have not. I've heard good things. I just yeah. those shows don't do it for me. What are you watching right now, RDT? What do you got? What are you watching right now? Anything interesting? Um, The Office is on. No, no, no I'm saying like in general. I'm, are you nothing? Nothing. Nothing. I don't want. There's. I don't watch TV. I don't watch Banks? shows. It's a very hear the turtle rapid fire question. I'm giving you guys right now. Sorry, you kicked it to me. Yeah, what show are you streaming right now? Uh, last night we watched a couple episodes of um. So you just bought a dump. Now what on HGTV? You know. Wow, you are in the middle of a home remodel. It's the off season. You got to put some time in here. You got to get back a little bit. It's a give and take. Yeah. Sure, so, I do like HGTV shows are good. They're always good. It, yeah, I was know, say, HGTV shows are good. The the Fire. I almost wanted to open the show with this. Monday morning was that morning you wake up and you realize there's three football games left this year, and there's no Monday night football, and it's just a downer, just a complete downer. So you kind of realize that, and you're like, "Yeah, guess I'm watching HGTV tonight on a Monday night." That's when that's when it's like you find a chopped marathon and you just cruise on on food. Network. Sure, yeah. I mean it's yeah. CNBC, Shark Tank. I'll rip that. Yeah, any day of the week. Those are those are always good. So that's always out there. I'm just waiting for uh, for the boys of Baltimore on February 5th, and then we got Netflix PGA Tour ten days after that. So everybody's uh, gonna, you know. Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll save it for later. I know we're gonna talk about it later. Um, the golf one came out, or not golf the golf, one, the tennis one, came the tennis out. one, tennis the tennis one, one. Wait, yeah, yeah. Which I heard was kind of like 
I think Jake Marsh was saying it was kind of slow and he was like, it seems like it's, it's very like trying to explain things to people who don't really watch tennis. And like, yeah, I, I know enough tennis seems... where I think I'd be in a good place to hit the ground running with that. I mean, I definitely know the game itself, but in terms of like today's mm-hmm. game and who's the landscape, who's a and... somebody and who's a landscape. I watch like just the right amount of tennis where I can jump in and have a good conversation about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in the same spot there for the most part. I think that um, I think that that's what people, and this is the interesting part about the Formula One documentary is that so many Americans that jumped into that didn't know anything about Formula One. So all of that explaining that happened in that show was acceptable for this public audience because you had the very niche Formula One fans. For things, I'm interested to see if golf does that same thing because you have a lot of golf fans in America that understand golf. And if it's like super rudimentary at the beginning, I think it's going to like turn people off. Like, why are you, why are you like explaining this to me? But this, they're intending to get these to audiences that they're trying to get new fans. Like they know they have everybody that's a hardcore. They're trying to do this to attract someone that has a Netflix account and is like, wow, I loved drive to survive. And this is by the same people or mm-hmm. Ooh, golf. Interesting. This is on the front. I'll just turn it on. Like mm-hmm. those people might not necessarily know every single little detail about the live golf PGA tour split. And they might need it explained. And I'm interested to see if like hardcore golf people are like, what the hell? I know all this. Like, why are you telling me who Greg Norman is? It's like not everyone that just puts on Netflix knows who Greg Norman is or knows who Phil Mickelson is or knows who Ian Poulter is. Or knows who half these freaking guys are. They might know who Rory McIlroy is, and they know who Tiger is. Like Hudson Swafford. Yeah, like yeah, like Tony Fina. Like the, the, these guys are not say like Fina is like a good one among the general yeah. public. Like me and me and Brian might watch the show and be like, "What the hell? like? We know all these guys. Like we know all this. Like why does this matter?" But like even I think about you already. You would be like a I watch the majors golf fan like you're not gonna know mm-hmm. who some of these guys are and you might need to be some backstory on who they are so that'll you be guys, i'm yeah, excited for is, that do you know jordan spieth and justin thomas are friends growing up <laughs> no no they there's not like there's like pictures of them as like no younger. not like eating a hot dog Golf or anything and all that. Yeah. yeah that'd be crazy though matt stafford no clayton kershaw <laughs> what do you guys got on that one that's news to me yeah and only if jimmy graham and and um antonio gates play basketball they played basketball. I heard that Tony Gonzalez did too, but I don't know. I got wow. nothing on that. A lot of hearsay out there. Chris Hogan played lacrosse. Crazy. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, you guys ready for a starting five draft? Sure. Let's do it. It's presented by Fed Thrill. It's presented by Fed Thrill. You can use the promo code EXIT. 52 to get 20% off your sunglasses. The sun continues to not come out, fellas. But it was out a little bit today. It was not a nice day, but it was out. It's um, going to be gross tomorrow. It's going to be gross. Oh, it was gross a couple of days ago. But eventually it will come out consistently. You don't need some sunglasses to throw on in the car, outside, you know, walking your dog. I don't know. You get fed thrills. You can get the you can get 20% off them with the promo code X52. Starting five draft. Um, so we are at January 24th. So we're about a month through 2023. So maybe we should have done this a couple weeks ago. But we are doing a starting five draft of things we are most excited about in 2023. So, so it's so, supposed to be a pick-me-up for the whole Ravens losing thing? I think so. Yeah, that's sort yeah. of how I looked at it. 
And, and it could be maybe next Raven season could be on this list potentially. Could be. Um, so RDT, you have the first pick. It's pretty self-explanatory. RDT, you have the first pick. Uh, I have the second pick. Banks, you have the wraparound after picking first in breakups last week, which I think was a very fun draft. So hopefully we can make another fun one. RDT, you have the first pick. You have the clock has begun. Make your first selection. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, I am excited for Adley Rutschman to have a top five MVP season. For Whoa. 2023 Baltimore Orioles. Is that a prediction or a spoiler? Hmm. Maybe it's, I think it's, we're, it's, we're working on a little of both. I, I think it's very realistic. Um, again, I mean, we saw what he, what he did last year. Um, in, in, you know, limited time, limited at bats, limited games played. And I think, uh, this season is going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to go as he goes. And I, we got no reason to believe that it's not going to be, you know, a great season with for for Adley, you know, again, just with everything we've seen with 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 and with all that. I mean, the hype and everything. MLB, I think, had him as like a top five war guy. Um, and obviously, they're all predictions, but yeah, I'm 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 hitching my wagon to that. So maybe we'll throw some coin down on that. And uh, yeah, just remember where you were when you heard it here first. You're narrow narrowing specifically on Adley and an MVP season. Top five, yes. Top five MVP votes. They didn't okay. want it. Yeah, I I could have gone another way, and and I didn't. I don't know. I didn't want to take everything Orioles from you guys. Okay. Sure. Can't wait to watch Adley. I'm very excited for it. it was on my board. Not that specific, but just watching him play. This is the easiest pick I've maybe ever taken. It's the Taylor Swift Harris tour, and it's not even close. Tell me about it, Taylor. Well, Brian, Taylor Swift is touring all around the country and eventually all around the world, um, doing a tour that would seem to indicate that she is going to play songs from every era of her career. Um, this is on the heels of the smash 1989 or 1989. Jesus. This, um, God, I'm thinking about 19. I'm thinking of all the eras. Um, she is going all around the, in all the stadiums. Um, where are you going to see it, Brian? Oh, you sold your tickets. I couldn't, I can't go to the Denver show that I bought a ticket for. Cause that's the only place I was able to get one. Cause boy, did I try. Yeah. Um, sorry. Midnight's. I don't know what I'm talking about. I got to get my mind back together. Midnight's, uh, which we talked about on the show a lot. Um, and she's going to play the songs from there, but it seems like she's going to go through all of them. So um, the first album, Fearless, Speak Now, Red, um, 1989, Reputation, uh, Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnight's. Um, I couldn't be more excited. I'm watching. The, I'm going to the Friday Philly show. I am going to try to go to more shows. I am hoping the ticket prices die down a little bit. I'm not sure they're going to. Uh, and then I'm just going to pay through the notice to see this multiple times. Uh, Taylor Swift is an, you know, I'm a Taylor Swift stan, obviously. I've been pretty well established on the show. Stan may be a strong word, but I'm a, I'm a ride or die. She's amazing in concert. Like, we saw the concert in 2017 together, Brian, Reputation Tour, Philly. You had never seen her. It was incredible. Cannot wait to see her again. So incredible. I love Taylor Swift, and she 
does things that continually make me happy year after year, and this will just be another one. Hmm. So that's my first pick. Taylor Swift Aristor. You have two banks. Can't believe this fell to me at the third spot. Unbelievable. I have to take it. It's Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the Masters. I'm taking the Masters. It's one of the always one of the most anticipated events of the year. Um, yep. But this one, especially with all the strife between Liv and the PGA Tour, we got Rory and Reed beefing or cold shouldering each other on range today in Dubai. Uh, you got lawsuits. You got people crying about birthdays not being called out on Ryder Cup accounts. <laughs> We're going to have DJ and Phil and Reed and all these guys at a Masters dinner. We're going to have probably Tiger Woods out there doing his thing. This is, I mean, I, I feel like I say this every year, but this is maybe one of the most anticipated Masters I can think of. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be sensational. Hopefully Tiger plays and that will just, you know, up it even more. You think you would think he's going to play? Yeah, he's going to play. He's for sure um, going to play. So, yeah, I'm excited. I was there last year and can't wait to watch it on my couch this year. It's the best. Masters is awesome. Agreed. You have another- and for my next one, I am going to take just whatever resolution occurs with this Lamar Jackson thing. That was on my way or another that just whatever day that is, is going to be one of the best days of the year. I'll be sad about it if they trade him, and I'll think about an era that mostly went to waste missed opportunities. If they sign on, you know, long-term with them, I'm going to be all full steam ahead. Let's get to work. Let's go win a championship. Let's go win multiple, but whatever happens like this cloud, this, living in limbo, whatever you want to call it. When that's done, that's going to be an awesome day. Agreed. Uh, uh, it will just take away the anxiety of thinking about it, which will be nice as a fan, for yes. sure. Yep. Good pick. Um, We've talked about Lamar Jackson so much, I don't think there's much more to expand on that one. I am going to take... um. I'm also going to take a golf event, and this was second on my board after the Masters golf was. I'm going to take the Ryder Cup. I love the Ryder Cup. It is the it is fantastic. This mm-hmm. is going to be, can the U.S. triumphantly go into Europe and finally win with a pair down European team without a lot of the, the Polters and the Sergios and some of those guys that have been the stalwarts. <laughs> Obviously, some guys in the American team like DJ and Brooks that might have been there, not going to be on the team, but they'll have a lot of younger guys like Max Homa, who's been on the show before, some emerging guys like Taylor Montgomery, Cameron Young, whatever. I am very excited for that. It's in Italy. You're putting Taylor Montgomery on the Ryder Cup team already. Oh, yeah. The guy's coming, baby. He's coming. <laughs> he's coming. That's I, What a leap that is. He is coming. See, guy dominates the fall, the, the, the fall rap. Here he comes. He's going to build he's he's gonna gonna the build up Cup points now. He's building up points. He's he is. I mean, he's got eight top 15s in nine events. Let's look at the Ryder Cup standings. Some bum ass fields. I guess he could be there in the standings. <laughs> so <he'll> get... <laughs> he's gonna get. He's gonna get some bum ass fields. It's he's true. Have to I mean, he gets better fields. High high finish in the Zozo and and the Fort. By the way, you I know, mean, come on. You know, sixth Chris Kirk, your guy, Chris Kirk. Sure, my guy. Yeah, absolutely. Love Chris Kirk. 
that's but I'm excited. I, it'll be in Italy. I'm interested to see how the how they set up this course in Italy. Like it's not going to be. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to set it up very European. But um, the Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome is the host of this thing. So yeah, um, and um, I, I peeked at the odds, and they're not as like swung heavily in the U.S.'s favor like they were, you know. A few weeks ago, you got John Rahm that's tearing through everything, and Rory hasn't played yep. at all, and he was tearing through everything in the fall. So, like, those two guys are going to be out there every single session, and they're going to give those guys a chance in every session they're in. So, I know we want to think it's just going to be a cakewalk for the Americans, but as long as those two are playing and they're playing well, like they're going to give the European. And it just never is because those guys just play better in Europe anyway. All of the, all of the like lower. Shane Lowry is a grinder. Like I wouldn't want to face him in a, in a match play situation. You know, they've got some guys like Tommy Fleetwood is kind of bouncing back after a couple down years. He's starting to shape up a little bit. So yeah, he's playing, he's playing better. He's playing better. And they've got the, the, the Hogard twins. Are young and they're there are some good golfers that I think people are going to want to keep an eye on. It could be their coming out party. Here's your top twelve right now. This is going to fluctuate a lot for the U.S. Scheffler, Zalatoris, and not that they're captain's pick, so the top twelve doesn't actually like that. Scheffler, Zalatoris, Thomas, Morikawa, Young, Kirk, DJ. He's obviously going to fall out and he can't play. Tom Hoagie, <laughs> wow. Max Homa, Kevin Kiz. Keegan Bradley, wow, and Xander Shoffley. So you're missing like a guy like, yeah, gonna miss a guy like Cantley who's gonna be on there. Would Speeth who's gonna be on there no matter what happens, unless they're hurt. So yeah. I love the, the Ryder Cup's great. The Ryder Cup's great. And this and it'll be the European thing. So you can like it'll like start at four in the morning and you wake Ooh, up. True. And, true, true, true. It's always fun. So I'm taking that. Uh RDT, you have two picks. I didn't know. Oh, I thought I could get this one. Um, Big Booty 23. Oh, I just assume I would assume that it's coming out. And what, what, what did we say? May? It's always May, May and October. That is, right. seems to be their normal timeline at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to assume. Um, Again, I mean, I listen to 22 all day, every day. Um, It's still just as good as the first time that we heard it. Um on that broken up stream in October. That was brutal. I thought about that the other day and I was like, that was so fucking bad. What a nightmare. But at least I got my uh, $8 refunded. Shout out to them for refunding everyone. Um, yeah. So I'll take a uh, big booty 23 whenever it comes out. Uh, again, I assume that will be May. Um and this one, I will take uh, LeBron becoming the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, which oh will happen in like Lord. like three weeks, two weeks, something like that. So, guy's been on a tear since his birthday. Um, he's an absolute freak. There's no slowing down. Year twenty. Um, I mean, just bow down, pay your respects. I don't know what else you can say when it when he's the all-time leading scorer. So, it's gonna happen, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Bow down to your king. LeBron. Are you done? Respect it. Yeah. Nope. Put some respect on his name. 
Ashamed. Moving on. I I um I think I could get this last because I don't think either of you guys are going to take it, but I'm going to give it the respect it deserves because it's an international sporting event. I'm going to take the Women's World Cup. I love a good World Cup. The U.S. absolutely has a chance to win this thing every single time. It's very exciting to get behind the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, and it's going to be a weird time one. It's good. It's in Australia, so it's going to be the weird time frame, which mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy. Um, and it's over the summer, so you can kind of get away with it a little bit more. Women's World Cup's exciting. I love a good World Cup. And um, hopefully the Stars and Stripes can take it home again. So shout out to the Women's World Cup coming this summer. Back-to-back World Cups is always fun. Go USA. USA. No Alex Morgan, though. Right? Uh, I don't know. I would assume not. She had been playing, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Got your Rose Lavelles. You got your Mallory Pews. You got your Trinity Rodmans. Um, oh, that's right. So they've got. I mean, Washington the, Spirit the pipe, girl, right? Rodman. Uh, she does play for the Washington Spirit. Um. So you, you you know, the the pipeline the pipeline does not end. You know we don't have, you don't have you know a lot of the the old guy. I, I think where Pino is still going to be involved in this thing. She continues yeah, to just she continues to play. She's like she. I have it in front of me. She's thirty seven. <laughs> just continues to. To roll along here, um, but yeah, yeah, Kelly O'Hara. I'm excited. Becky Sauerbrunn, Crystal Dunn. Hmm. Alex Morgan was called up to the last friendly RDT, so she's very much involved at 33. Appeared 201 times to the U.S. team, has scored 120 goals. That is impressive. Yeah, she's decent. Oh, Mallory Pugh, now Mallory Swanson, because she's married to Dan- Dansby Swanson. I forgot about that. Ah, hmm. uh, yes, yes, yes. She plays for the Chicago team. The, the uh, Chicago. We call that. We call them the Chicago Red Stars. That's what they Chicago are. Chicago Red Stars. Yeah, Chicago Red Stars. What about it's Zach interesting names in the, name in the NW. Uh, Julie Ertz. Julie yeah. Ertz. They have some interesting names in the NWSL. You have the Portland Thorns, the Kansas City Current, the San Diego Wave. The North Carolina Courage, um, Gotham FC. That's the dope name. Banks, you have two. I am going to take um, the day in which they announce the day that they will release the NFL schedule. (laughs) Just so I know when to get hyped about when I'll know what games I probably won't make it to. In other cities, when yeah, the, when they announce because uh, they'll make that a prime time event too. They'll tease it all day, like tonight at eight o'clock on NFL Network. You find yeah. out where teams are playing, and it's in eight months. I'll get that Ian Rappaport tweet because he's you know NFL Network guy. That on like Friday, that next Tuesday is the day that they'll release the schedule, and everyone and then they'll go start just like. Board. Yeah, they'll start like trickling out, and people, people, the um, I think Tory Smith was saying it today. the The Ravens' schedule is like brutal, like their away schedule. Yeah, they've got three West Coast games. They got yeah, the and, Chargers, the Niners, and the, and Cardinals, the Cardinals on right. the road. So, and then there's a chance that they play in London, and with uh, because Tennessee plays in London, Tennessee and Jacksonville each. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. So. That would be, and of course, schedule release day is just one of the funner days for me on the internet. 
I think uh, I think people would be pretty upset, Baltimore fans, if if the the Nashville game got moved to London. I feel like that's everyone. I think so life. too. I think people are circling that one twice. Um, yeah, not even from like a rivalry, but like a let's oh, go to, like, like people we, just want to go to Nashville. Have an excuse to go to Nashville. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, X fifty two pilgrimage could be to London. I wouldn't want to go to London. Nashville, I, I would do. London doesn't do it for me. You don't want to go to London? No. You you I'll the three of us standing outside Buckingham Palace? No. London's okay. not like no. like top my London's list, cool. But, you know, London's London. cool, man. I think you guys are selling London very short right now. That is a wild I that's wild to me. London's fun. I just have Ireland ahead of it, that's all. Have you been to either? No. Mm, that's fair. I've yet to be across the pond. Really? Ooh, you got to get across. Yep. It's fun. Maybe yep. we maybe we 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 plan a month long Exit Fifty Two European adventure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got that in the budget. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean this this pot is raking in so much money. You would think that we could fit it in. We won't pay for oh, the SoundCloud for a couple months. <laughs> SoundCloud Pro. Thanks. You have another one. Uh, I'm gonna take Grayson's first start. I think that's like the one. There, like 2022 Orioles were supposed to be the season of debuts. A lot of exciting, just like happenings. You know, first time for this, first time for that, and the team just turned out to be really good. So that kind of like, I feel like it it went under the radar a little bit that we just didn't get that. It feels like Grayson has arrived when he actually hasn't. So like, I'm just very excited to see him out there on the mound, Camden Yards. Full stadium, chucking BBs, doing his thing, and just watching his entire season the rest of the way. We haven't had like a true impact homegrown arm in ever, like in Camden Yards, really, like since since Moose, like Moose, yeah. There's been Bedard. Bedard was a he was a homegrown guy, and obviously they they did all right from that trade, but. No, I mean, yeah. you're right. It's it's great. And and I was also just thinking like a big menacing presence on the mound like that. Like a guy like alpha, who you can alpha just... Alpha dog. Like, yeah. Yes. Like a Nolan Ryan, like bleeding from his nose, just being like, I'm going to throw this ball 101 miles an hour and there's nothing you can do about it. Just so he's, he's just someone that would like walk off the mound. You know, like in soccer, when they score, they like kiss the crest. Like it feels like Grace would just like, Kiss the jersey, walking off, like look at the crowd, like he just loves it. That's what we need. Yeah. Just a homegrown guy that's been here that like just like feels it. I love that. Yeah, I think we got um, a couple of them. So. What do I want to take here? Um, I'll keep it specific. I was going to take some like general ones that happen every year, but this does. I'll take. I'll stay on stuff that doesn't happen every year. I like the World Baseball Classic, and I'm going to take it. I I, I think it's fun. Um, I hope you hope that the U.S. plays well. Um, we have Trout, so probably are not going to win, but um, we shall see how we do. I'm rooting for Trout. I, I hope Trout hits 750 in this thing. I cannot wait. This can I tell you something? If Trout wins us the World Baseball Classic, I, I will be a lot less hard on him because he did it for his country, and I'm going to do it for your country guy. So, when it comes to sports. 
And it comes to everything for the most part. But when it comes to sports specifically, and Mike Trout like rolls, it'll be like Oshie in the Olympics. I know it's not as big as the Olympics. I know it's the World Baseball Classic. I know it's a it's a spring training warm up thing. But you know, if he goes across and you know bleeds red, white, and blue, and just is banging home runs in San Diego or wherever they're playing this thing, I will be excited. So go Trout, go USA. I'm excited for that. Ends up hitting like 455, slugging like I would love that. Something I would ridiculous. Love that. And I would love to text you guys. Base percentage. I would love every single one of them. I hope he comes on this pod and attacks me. I would love I, I trout, trout, trout. Come on, trout. If he, I don't what's our roster win, looking like. Do you have any idea? It's it's good. It's good. I was looking, they they already have odds on the Barstool Sportsbook. Love that. Um I was looking at that the other day. I know Dominican Republic was plus two fifty. I think USA was plus two fifty too. <laughs> Um, but Mike Piazza is managing team Italy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's sensational. I was um if 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 Trout wins, right, here's I guess, on the team so world, far. You world baseball classic team? MVP. Will you get a jersey? Are we ready? Here we go. <laughs> By the way, the coaches are Jerry Manuel, Andy Pettit, Ken Griffey Jr., Lou Collier, Dean Ebel, and Dave Rigetti. Um. Among the notables, I'm not going to go through everybody. Among the notables, Brady Singer, um, Adam Wainwright on the team at 41. Uh, Kershaw is on the team. Real Muto is on the team. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, Bobby Witch Jr., Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Schwarber. Bryce Harper was on the team, had to leave because he got surgery. So... Adam Odovina, Nick Martelsko, Nick Martinez, Dylan Tate, Merrill Kelly, David Bednard, Devin Williams, Kyle Freeland, Ryan Presley, Nestor Cortez, Miles Milaka. I never say his name. Milokas? M- Mil- I can never say his name. I don't know how you say it either. Will Smith. So. Excited for that. Um, you have two RDT to complete your team. Uh, I'm going to go all the old school bands coming back out with music like all time low and fallout boy are both released and blink 182 are releasing all new music like all time low has been releasing songs fallout boy has been releasing songs blink release songs so i think and i think they're coming out with an album um so it's very nostalgic and should put everyone in a good mood if you like that music which i do um so i'll do that one and then RDT, can you repeat that? My thing got muted there for a second, so I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> tough, tough situation. I hit mute on my headphones. I said old school bands coming back out with uh, music mm. like Fall Out Boy, All Time Low, Blink One Eighty Two. Again, like very rock Rockwell-ish vibes. Oh, the Rockwell. That might be one of my things I'm excited for. Sorry, I don't know what I was doing there. I was like moving my hands <laughs> and I muted something. So go ahead. Next pick. Fine. Apologies. Uh, my next one is again. We kind of touched on this earlier. I think you should leave season three because it's going to be great. I th- and again, like I said, I think I already I talked enough about it earlier. But if you haven't watched it, watch it and tell tell Brian how funny it is and repeat all the quotes back to him. Over and over. <laughs> Not much more to expand there. I'll also finish out by taking a show. I take Outer Banks season three. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna take OBX. I'm Let's so ready. To, so ready to die for John B. I'm ready to die for John B. I'm ready to see where they take this show. I'm ready to see if they can make it not make it awkward between John B and Sarah Cameron, who dated in real life and have now broken up. Um, that's always a fun subplot of a show. Um, so I'm gonna take Outer Banks season three. I needed to get a show in there. 
And uh, I was going to say the PGA Tour show, which I am very excited for, and uh, Drive to Survive the next season of that. But I'll take Outer Banks. It's a banger show. I, I enjoy it. So, Would you die for John B., Eric? Probably not. <laughs> Sad. You don't get it. That's, yeah, you just don't get it. Just I know ball. It. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't been know. so long, Come I can't on, even man. remember what the two crews are called. Uh, the Kooks and the Pogues, big dog. Kooks and the Pogues. We're about to go to Poglandia. They're like stranded on an island, if you remember from the end of last year. Poglandia. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How about that? Boy, would I not be a Pogue. You think so? I'm a gook. I just don't think I'm a, I'm, I'm like a, you know, I'm, you know, I don't, I wouldn't have the mentality. I would be like a jerk, but you know. I wasn't growing up in the cut, so I can't I can't claim it. I'm not a fraud. <laughs> what a great show. What a ridiculous, ridiculous, great show. It's the same thing as uh Johnny Tsunami. It's just instead of a mountain, it's a beach. <laughs> squids in Johnny the ocean. Tsunami. Sure. Finish us off, thanks. Uh, I'm taking the darts. I thought you'd yeah. be taking that at some point. I thought about you know, it. Was, uh, the I'll darts. Let you, have it. you just Wait Fair all sign. year for the darts to come back. Stand up for the darts. Even mixing we're thinking about going. Watching, yeah, we're thinking about going. That would be London, the Alley Pal. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. We'll see. God, the darts are so good. So good. <sighs> Every year you think it can't be topped, and they just come and back. It's so down. good. I, I, yeah, I, and I know maybe there are people that get tired when we do this, and that they get lost in the sauce in the darts conversation. But I mean, we, I. I, we just love it so much, and it continually tops itself year after year. It really does. It is. I'm so waiting good. for Netflix to do their, do the darts. I think Seems that like that would be compelling. I also think Barstool. I have already said this. They should totally just commandeer and sponsor the event in New York. Yep, agreed. It's right up their alley. Commentate it, you know, whole thing, produce it, whole big thing. Be sensational. Um, but to get you on that, the draft, get us on that. We'll go. I'll go. The, uh, the okay, picks. RDT takes Adley Rushman's top five MVP season, uh, big booty 23. Very good pick. I didn't even think about that. LeBron James, all time NBA scorer, bad pick. I did not think about that either. Um, old school bands coming out with music <laughs> and I think you should leave season three. I took the terrorist of the Ares tour, um, where my 1989 just weird statement will haunt me for a while. That was bizarre. Um, the Ryder Cup, the Women's World Cup, the World Baseball Classic, and Outer Banks Season 3. Banks takes the Masters, um, Lamar Jackson Resolution, uh, the day they announced the day of the schedule release, uh, Grayson's first start, and the darts. I think we took a lot – I think we did a good job taking a lot of things very specific to 2023 and not just taking like – I was going to take like Memorial Day in the summer and like that happens every year. So I'm excited for all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, other things on my list, I had the darts – um, I had just playing golf, getting back to golf season, um, life season. Captain's Excited Cup. for that. Happens, Captain's Cup for sure. Very much on there. Uh, cup and hand kickball. The pandas potentially returning. That's you know I would think will happen. We're not sure, but you would think the pandas will will come back and play another year, go for another boot. Um, and I have to always stand for college baseball, so I'm excited for college baseball to come back. That's always a fun year, and the, Maryland is going to be very big very year. Good, so big year for the yeah. Terps. Terps are pretty much unanimous top 20 team to start the year. 
That'll be fun. Very excited. I'm, Would you guys I'm excited. I'm excited for Bengals Ravens. I want a piece of them with our best punch. I'm so disgusted with the way that that went the last two weeks. I just I want a piece. Well, of them. Th- that depends on like, think of Lamar comes back. Well, like, I mean, we're going to regroup. We're going to get a quarterback if it's not Lamar and we're going to compete. No, I know, but content. like, but you're going to want it to be Lamar. I would assume over any of the other options that I would think. Probably, probably, but we don't know what the options are. So, by the way, we kind of on that same on that same subject, uh, here's some breaking news. Yeah, this is from Shams. Grizzlies say Stephen Adams has a PCL sprain in his right knee and ex- is expected to be sidelined three to five weeks. And then the Grizzlies tweeted out that he has a sprain in his right knee. And he's expected to be sidelined in three to five weeks. See how easy that is, Ravens? Seem pretty uh, cut and dry. Why do we have to? You know? Yeah, I have, why, I have no interest in continuing to expand this further. Place? Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I'm just like, saying. It, what are we doing? Just very no easy. Just come out and say it. Just say I just want to. I just want to say the Bills. That was pathetic, man. That was fucking pathetic. And so I it just made it worse. Because I'm just pissed off that Tyler Huntley didn't finish the job. A job that should have been done for everyone. Now everybody's got to deal with Eli Apple. And then Joe Burrow has gone past that that moment of, you know, like he's, I don't know how you did like the, the way to word this, but he's too much. Can we talk about Tracy Wolfson leading him into that, like, ask for your refunds answer? Like, why wouldn't people have bought those tickets? Like, that was such a like that didn't mean that they were that wasn't the a shot. Bengals gave refunds for the, the same they game. They had to sell the tickets. That was so ridiculous. I couldn't believe that people were like, "Oh man, Burrow really got him." Or like, this Bleacher is what Report I'm talking up, about. The Bengals Bleacher, Bleacher Report put up a tweet that was Ugh. like that was like Joe Burrow like on the disrespect of the Bengals. Like that wasn't dis. They had to sell the tickets so people would go to the game if that's what happened. Like knocking cups over in my house. This is what like, I'm that talking was... about. I'm I'm annoyed that like I feel sorry for America that we let this happen. Yeah, I don't even. We had him out of balls. We let him off the hook. I just that line of questioning from Tra- Tracy Wolfson, who I think is good, was bizarre. Like, oh, what his are producer you talking? beating her ear in? Probably, probably to ask that question. And then the, the, to me. the fucking throw down the sideline, the, f- the slow motion one in pregame. What a phony fucking video that is. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's I love everyone's it. response that look how effortless Joe Burrow makes looking cool look. And I'm like, effortless, look how hard he's trying. What a joke. I'm oh, done yeah. with the bangles. I want a piece of the bangles. How are you going to root for Kansas City this week? Oh, God. It's disgusting, man. Can I say this? Mahomes hobbling around. He's, good he's, moment he's, for him. But it was a good moment for him. He led them down and scored the touchdown. The jump pass with the left foot. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was pretty good. I give him credit. That he's was. A, I mean, he looked like fresh on the sidelines. It's a good moment for Burrow. Or, sorry, for Mahomes. Good moment for Mahomes. Great drive by Henny. Great Shout job, Henny. Henny. Put in Henny. <laughs> Go watch the Blaine Gabbert Real American video. I love Chad Henny and I love Blaine Gabbert. And honestly, the Bucks should have put Blaine Gabbert in the game over Brady. Put him in the you game. Know, 
<laughs> you remember that Chad Henney was the starting quarterback for that Appalachian State game? Yes. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So long ago. What a career for it that so guy. Long ago. So long ago. He had to have gotten home that night and been so freaking fired up. Good for him, man. Just gets did, out there. Did you see in the locker room? Oh, he's going to run the ball. He's freaking throwing the ball around. 98 Big yards. Time. 17 Big plays. Time. What a drive. Big time. Big time. They and also Andy Reid. Andy Reid and Bian, Those guys are savants. Bian, those guys are savants. The offense is so good with anybody. They do such good stuff. It's so good. It's just so good. Don't don't have Tyree kill and they're just like whatever. Don't worry about yeah, it. Cool. We've oh, got Kadarius Tony league and touchdown. Yeah, he's gonna lead the league. Got Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, those guys are pretty good players, but they're not Tyree Kill, and they just don't. And Kelsey is just... two great tight end performances this weekend between Kelsey and Kittle. Those guys were awesome. I want Mark Andrews to have that moment. Mark Andrews deserves to have that moment at some point where he catches like fifteen balls for one hundred and fifty yards in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who do you guys want to win the Super Bowl? And then we'll move on to the Nick Henry medley. Like, who would you like to see? Who would you like this game to be? It's between the NFC answer. teams. I'm anyone. I'm anyone but the Eagles. I would like San, San Francisco, Kansas City rematch is the best option to me from a likability standpoint. I think I agree with that. I'm fine with the Eagles, though. I went to the, you know, McGurk's for the game on, what was that, Sunday night? It was an enjoyable I like, experience. I kind of like Sirianni. Cheesesteak was phenomenal. Of course it is. Cheesesteak's always I like that. I was honestly it's, one it's of the best. It's not the Eagles. Yeah. How, it's how, not I the mean, Eagles how, on a line. How good's this freaking steak? So good. So good. You're out on the fan it's, base? It's, it's the fan base for me. I don't need to yeah. hear nobody likes this. We don't care. We get it. Like, yeah, we fucking know. So, I think that's a little overblown. I think but, there's there's yeah. sex of sect S E C T S within that fan base that I totally agree with you on. As long as Cincinnati's not in the Super Bowl, I think I'm in a pretty good place. I don't need two more weeks of that. No. I Kansas City to me, it's just such the same thing that I don't even get bothered by their narrative anymore. I mean, Mahomes is just amazing and he's so fun to watch. Like, put him in the game. Like, if I'm gonna have to watch a guy continue to play, Mahomes is sensational so i'll keep watching him play and i don't have any really any hate for him he's just a tremendous player what about the the peter schrager quote today did you see that no if joe if joe burrow beats mahomes how are we going to act like mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league and it's like it's because mahomes he is the fucking best. is he just it is yeah if he loses it, on one leg that, that that's another thing it's like what like what do you mean like he's I the best guy he's the best guy like generally regarded as a like we don't see you for months. Like th- that's a that's a one to two month. That's it's high ankle sprains are not to be fucked with. That one that, that that when that play happened, it looked eerily similar to the one that took out Tannehill for the season. And that's again where I'm like, Tannehill had surgery. He was in, and then he was out, and and then he was done. And it's like this guy is gonna like. In, of course, he's in order to Sunday. stretch your your the high ankle, whatever ligaments and shit that are up there, are the same ones that put enough stress on it to break Tony Pollard's leg. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he, sad, he's lucky he didn't break his leg. What a sad thing for Tony Pollard. What a year he had. He's going into the contract year and he gets hurt in that horrible game. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Feel for the man. He was on my lot of. My At least he didn't have teams. to play center. That was so funny. One of the funniest plays in the history of the uh, league. 
That was oh, no, he went off. He went out. That Couldn't was tough. hear you. Couldn't hear oh, you. There he's back. He's back. Yeah, oh no. Here. I'm still here. You're back. A little bit. Wait here. Oh. Oh no. We might lo- lo- have lost him here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're good. Okay, go ahead. No, I mean I did play the year. It was that gonna be your Kinder Medley? Uh, it was going to be an honorable mention for me. All right, we'll go to Nick and Medley. What you got for your real one? It's like we stopped, uh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed, and picking up the trash, trying to do good <laughs> things out here. I mean, I don't, I doubt that you spent the fifteen minutes to watch his entire video, and you might have seen clips, you might have seen none of it. But Ed Reed pouring his heart out after Bethune Cookman just flipped the script on him and and tried to turn it around on him and put out a press release that said he was withdrawing his job or uh, his name from the job that he agreed to and that they just didn't ratify his contract for it's a joke. And I listen, I know that there's a lot. It's a slippery slope in terms of things with HBCUs of, of things that I am not well-versed in and I shouldn't speak on, but just generally speaking, Ed Reed went in there with a mission to try to raise the standard, not just for his football team, but for the university and the athletic department as a whole, Got guys out there, girls out there picking up trash all over campus and doing good things and trying their ass off. And he, and he did it with passion. And he complained about his office not having been cleaned, not because he had a dirty office to walk into, but just because that was the standard at which he was walking into. It was disgusting to him. And he went off about it. And the administration didn't take kindly to it. And that's bullshit. He's exactly the guy that they should want in that situation. So I give it to Ed Reed. I mean, I think we've all seen the clip of him talking about the trash, you know, between the 2011 and 2012 seasons, um, how they're just not, you're not going to win championships. If that's your standard, that's the way you conduct yourself. So Ed Reed forever. It's my favorite Raven ever. And just moments like that, tough moments for him. He clearly cared. If you saw that video, you saw that emotion pouring out of him. I feel for him, but um, there'll be not, there'll be more opportunities. And I hope that people, see that situation for what it was. It's interesting what he will do now because he would be great on TV. I don't feel like that's what he wants to do. No. Um, seems like he wants to coach. And the question will be, does someone give him a stab as a head coach in the same way Bethune Cookman was going to, or does he have to um, go be an assistant somewhere? But it doesn't seem like that's what he wants to do either. It feels like he wanted to do the Deion Sanders program CEO brand ambassador mentor type of thing where he sets the tone at the top and then has a lot of other people do the nitty gritty coaching, which I'm assuming is kind of what Dion is doing. I mean, he's doing a great job of it. Um, as the former player that has the brand to sell that helps you recruit and not say he's not coaching. I'm sure Dion is definitely coaching, but you know, he doesn't seem like a guy that wants to like go be the defensive coordinator at Maryland, you know, like, or, uh, or the uh, DB's coach, like Al Harris is the DB's coach, I think, for the Cowboys. Like, he doesn't feel like he wants to go do that, like roll to Seattle, sit there for three years, then become a DC. He just wants to, like, ment- I'm sure he got inspired by Dion's like, mentoring of whatever. So, interesting what he does. Maybe someone he, else will give him a shot at it. He did that in Buffalo. Like, he did that, I think, when Rex Ryan was there. He yeah, was like he a DC. Like, yeah. The assistant, assistant yeah. DB's. Yeah. Yeah. Must but yeah, like yeah, I, th- I think that time has passed for him, obviously. And like you said, I think so- someone's going to benefit from 
Bethune Cookman kind of messing up here because I think someone's gonna get someone's gonna get a, a very good head coach, I think. RDT. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. I saw this earlier, uh, maybe last week or earlier this week, and I immediately I was like, this has to be my Nick Kanner medley. Dino Gregory became a firefighter. I saw that on Instagram. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And like he posted it again. If you don't know Dino Gregory, um, like one of the, I think I, I may have picked him in my, my favorite Terps, but just like a very likable guy on a, on some of those Terps teams who weren't very good, um, but they were fun and they had a bunch of names. I mean, it, it was the, the Cliff Tucker, Dino Gregory, um, Adrian Bowie, like although you know, um, uh, what's I his name? I think he was um, coming off the bench on that ACC championship team. Was he really? He was there I for think that. He was. He's M- Mount Saint Joe kid, right? Uh, ooh, that was. Yes, I believe he was there. Ooh, I should know that. I know he. Um, I used to see him at like Union Jackson, Columbia, and I was always, I was like legit. He was on that. He was on that. He was a junior on that. Yeah, a junior on that team. Yeah. Oh, so I had him. Yeah. Uh, never mind. I had him. Uh, it's what? It's Dino. Him. It's Cliff Tucker. It's Landon Milborn. Yeah, I think he started guys. the year in the starting five, but Jordan Williams kind of worked his way in. He was just a better fit for that. Yeah. Yeah. That all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I just Landon Milborn and. Yes, that's who. Yes. Kind of an interesting I team with like Williams was, as like the five. Sorry, I already see Williams at the five. And no, like Landon Milborn was almost like a like a what you would play now is like a small ball four who could like step yeah, out and run in the baseline. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he had so many baseline jumpers, um, like 12 footers from Grievous just penetrating and dishing out. Yep, god, I love that team. Great team. Um, I do, but I saw that and I was like, this is like I've met him before and like I've talked to him a bunch of times. And I was just like, this is something like legitimately very cool. Like, I, I think that's awesome. And like, he looks so happy in the pictures. And I, I don't know. I've always just really liked him. And I thought I thought that was pretty neat. Like, I think he's out in Seattle in Washington. Um, <laughs> He listed but... Scottie Pippen as his favorite athlete. I'm re- reading his Maryland bio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I interesting, really interesting cool. times I, I right now in... for Scottie Pippen. By the way. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have followed right. any of that. I just uh, no, I, th- I thought that was neat. Shout out Dino. That's very, very, very cool. Good for him. He seems like a good guy. Um, I am going to go to an area that I have not done a while on this podcast, but I, you know, I've talked about at length before. I'm going to take the upcoming, well, really the week in WWE, which started last night with the 30th anniversary of Raw celebration. And on Saturday is the Royal Rumble, one of the great nights um of the wrestling calendar. Um the 30th anniversary of uh, WWE is very good yesterday. I love that WWE now when they have Hulk Hogan on a show, like brings him out at the beginning, has him do his like two minute, what you're going to do, brother, when the Hulkamania is running all over you. And then just like forgets about him for the rest of the show. It's absolutely hilarious. And that's what they did last night again, because of how problematic he is. Uh, but a lot of good stuff. They had Degeneration X back on. They had The Undertaker back on there. Um, Brock Lesnar came back at the end. They have some very good storylines going on with Roman Reigns. WWE's doing it, despite all the Vince McMahon shenanigans, Triple H doing a very good job booking the show. And the Royal Rumble is a very fun event that I'm excited to watch on Saturday. So um, w- Royal Rumble is the most accessible event for a non-wrestling person because of the format of that match and the fact that you get two of them. Like, you can bring anybody over and be like, there's 30 guys running in here, have fun, and everyone has fun. So, Well, and also, like, for the that. pools. Like, I'll, I'll enter the pools. Like, yep, I love that. I'm in a pool. Uh, yeah, we always do a pool. 
here. So the yeah, Royal, invited. The, the Royal Rumble is like a, like a bottle episode of a television show. Do you know what a bottle episode is? Not it's the like phrasing a, of it. It's like an episode within a season that is just separate from the rest, and it just doesn't oh, really yeah. have an impact. Yeah. Like the the Fly yeah. episode of Breaking Bad is a bottle episode. The mm-hmm. um, Not that Seinfeld was like a show that built upon itself, but like the entire episode happens in one place. Like the parking garage episode of Seinfeld is a bottle episode. Royal mm-hmm. Rumble is like Chinese a bottle, a bottle episode of WWE where, yeah, the storylines and some of the things kind of leak in to, to what's going on in the ring. But overall, it's just a one-off episode more or less. There's also, yep. there's also just fantastic stakes to the whole thing that everyone can understand. Like the winner of this gets a championship match at WrestleMania and everyone knows the name WrestleMania. So anybody you bring in, you're like, Oh, what do they win? You're like a title match against the champion at WrestleMania. It's like, Oh, okay. That's applicable. And so the pop off and the crowd is always so into it that you feel very into it. It is the best. The Royal rumble is very, very fun. Good comparison there. Like you can bring, yeah, it like has everything to do with the storylines, but it's also like, these stakes are isolated the same way every single year. Like yeah. it doesn't and, change and really. We're kind of pausing on the storylines for a night mm-hmm. to just do this crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You, crazy you throw everything out the window yeah. and just forget about no it. So that's loss. fine. Any honorable mentions? Fuck the Bengals. NFL films for capturing that sick video of Joe Burrow in the white uniforms in the snow doing <laughs> 360 throw. I said I was going to take this beforehand, so I'm going to be a man of my word. I'm taking my guy Stephen A. Just, just he's doing the book tour circuit right now. He's going on part of my take. I was uh, going to say the when I saw that tweet, I was like, I have to freaking Stephen A. Man, hilarious, hilarious. You want to give us You're a little not... taste or... of Stephen A. Little Kwame, right? He's doing... a bona fide scrub. He can't play. Amazing. I thought you were doing I Shannon, Shannon Sharp. I was going to do Shannon Sharp. I've, I've, uh, Shannon Sharp's three weeks has been incredibly entertaining to me. I ultimately can't give him an honorable mention. He doesn't that enough. Sorry, Donk. But, uh, the video of, uh, I know it was funny because everyone, you know, got super mad about the, the team around thing. It seems like the team around thing, like they, he apologized and they seem fine. And it was weird. <laughs> Dylan Brooks calling him a regular pedestrian. was so ridiculous. <laughs> what a ridiculous bird. Guy's a hall of famer. He's a hall of fame football player. Dylan Brooks. You're like a bit part NBA player. Good player <laughs> on a good Co- team. Coach K was right. Coach K. Yeah. That's yeah. Coach Dylan K Brooks. was right about Dylan Brooks. Yeah. No, just coming else. Needs uh, to lecture him. Dead or alive, Banks, and then we'll get out of here. Tamar Hamlin. Oh, no, no. That, by the way, if you're participating in that conspiracy, you we talked about this before the show, you should be tossed off social media. It's the worst. Pe- people have got to get a grip in the world. That, that's, my, that's my soapbox for the day. People have got to get a grip. Do you have a real one? Uh, Bart Starr. Bart Dead. Starr? Dead, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I remember 2019. that. One. 2019. Yeah. 2019. 2019. Yeah, I remember ah, that one. Boom. <laughs> good job, RDT. Bart Star. Yeah. Good player. <laughs> Y'all. On the frozen tundra of a Lambeau field. All right. That was fun, gentlemen. Appreciate, you know, appreciate you as always every single week. And we'll see. Oh, the, and, we'll uh, see everybody. A belated 
not that we didn't do this, but uh, belated birthdays to both of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, me and RDT celebrate birthdays very close yeah, together. That always week. creeps up on me every year. I know birthday week. And mine yeah. always. I mean, it's always the end. It's the the um, it's it's always NFL playoffs for me. That was it was, mm-hmm. it was Tannehill last year on my birthday throwing three picks. Um, <laughs> Kobe seventeen years ago, scoring eighty one. That made me so mad. I was furious <laughs> that day. So oh, fucking yeah. mad. Yeah, but at least your guy knew it was going to happen. My guy is my guy. You had a lot of Maryland basketball games on my birthday. We did not play on my birthday this year, but they <laughs> always win in the games surrounding my birthday. So they won on the 19th this year against Michigan. Um, They always I win. Think you like, it's one. like, I think Turge was like, I don't remember how many is Tisher eight years, whatever. I think he was like six and two or like seven and one in games, like either played on my birthday or like in the two days around it, like some ridiculous record. That's why I'm a turge guy. Um, and Willard started out one, coach Willard started out one and oh, so he's continued the tradition. And Coach Williams was always good on my birthday. So Maryland basketball just loves me. Thank you, Maryland basketball. Other times we struggle, but all around my birthday, we continue to win. So there you go. You and yours, I guess, RDT, because yours is so close. So we're winning a lot of games around yours. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm trying to There was a specific you. one where we beat Duke. We beat Duke on my birthday. I think in 2003, in the first year of the Xfinity Center. Awesome. And like, I think I played like a youth basketball game like the morning of and then like went and watched it like one o'clock. It was on ABC. I think it was like a Brent Musburger, Steve Lavin. Um, no, not Steve Lavin. Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger, Steve Lavin was North Carolina, Maryland. With Hansboro against Gravis, I think, in the in gold jerseys. I don't remember if that was the That's snow. The that was the Gravis triple double. Mm. Yeah, the triple double. So. Uh, that's enough for this week's of the X52 podcast. Um, appreciate all of our sponsors. Jimmy Seafood, the little midnight fed thrill. You can follow us on social media at Barstool Banks, at Taylor Smite 10, at E D I T T I 22. You can follow the podcast at X52 podcast on a plethora of social media channels. And appreciate everyone that does that. You can rate and review the pod. I always appreciate your listenership. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.